0: Uh, we experience two Shabbats, we get a double portion of a Shabbat through this celebration of Shavuot, which we'll be talking about this evening. The title of the message is In, is in the Wilderness, and this parashah, starts the fourth book of the Torah, Sefer Bamibar, or the book of Numbers, or the translation of Hebrew, the book in the wilderness. This book amplifies the importance of the Levitical priesthood for maintaining Israel's spiritual health and emphasizes the value of faith and obedience. This teaching here is a, is a foundational teaching because we will be getting into the differences between the Levitical priesthood and the royal priesthood, which those who believe in him, in Yeshua, are a part of that royal priesthood. Balmibar, Numbers one forty-seven through 54, says the
1: following. Levites, after the tribe of their fathers were not numbered among them. For the Lord had spoken unto Moses, saying, Only thou shalt not number the tribe of Levi, neither take the sum of them among the children of Israel. But thou shalt appoint the Levites over the tabernacle of testimony, and over all the vessels thereof, and over all things that belong to it. They shall bear the tabernacle and all the vessels thereof, and they shall minister unto it, and shall encamp round about the tabernacle and when the tabernacle setteth forward the levites shall take it down and when the tabernacle is to be pitched the levites shall set it up and the stranger that cometh nigh shall be put to death and the children of israel shall pitch their tents every man by his own camp and every man by his own standard throughout their hosts. but the levites shall pitch round about the tabernacle of testimony that there be no wrath upon the congregation of the children of israel and the levites shall keep the charge of the tabernacle of testimony and the children of Israel did according to all that the Lord commanded Moses, so did they.
0: Now the tribe of the Levites was not initially counted by, as God had instructed Moshe to do. It was done for a reason. They were not to be accounted as a part of the general population, but were to be set apart for God's service. The Tabernacle of Testimony. They were to encircle it. So they were not only set apart, but they were used to be a buffer between God's presence and the general population, God's chosen people. Shemot, Exodus 20, 18 through 21 says this.
1: And all the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpets and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. And they said unto Moses speak thou with us and we will hear but let not God speak with us lest we die and Moses said unto the people fear not for God has come to prove you and that his fear may be before your faces that you sin not and the people stood afar off and Moses drew near unto the thick darkness where God was now
0: that buffer of the Levitical priesthood was significant and very important and we see an example of what happens when that buffer becomes weakened through not following God's instruction. Look at these, this, exa- this example here, Vayikra, Leviticus 10, 1 through 6 and Shemot, Exodus 30, verse 9, which says the following.
1: And Nadav and Avihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer and put fire therein, and put incense thereon and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not And there went out fire from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. Then Moses said unto Aaron, This is it that the Lord spake, saying, I will be sanctified in them that come nigh me. Before all the people I will be glorified. And Aaron held his peace. And Moses called Mishael and el the sons of Uziel, the uncle of Aaron, and said unto them, Come near, carry your brethren from before the sanctuary out of the camp. So they went near and carried them, in their coats out of the camp, as Moses had said. And Moses said unto Aaron, and unto Eleazar, and unto Itamar, his sons, Uncover not your heads, neither rend your clothes, lest ye die, and lest wrath come upon all the people. But let your brethren, the whole house of Israel, bewail the, the burning which the Lord hath kindled. Ye yeah. shall offer no strange incense thereon, nor burnt sacrifice, nor meat offering, neither shall ye pour drink offering thereon. Now, the Levites were known to keep God's commands
0: and they would prove that they would hold on to God's words, which is why they were selected by God. Bamibar, Numbers 3, 11 through 13 says this.
1: And the Lord spake unto Moses saying, And I, behold, I have taken the Levites from among the children of Israel instead of all the firstborn that openeth the matrix among the children of Israel. Therefore the Levites shall be mine, because all the firstborn are mine. For on that day that I smote all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, I hallowed unto me all the firstborn in Israel, both man and beast. Mine shall they be, I am the Lord. Now
0: turn to Bamidbar 3:40 through 41, which says this.
1: And the Lord said unto Moses, number all the firstborn of the males of the children of Israel from a month old and upward, and take the number of their names, and thou shalt take the Levites from me, I am the Lord, instead of all the firstborn among the children of Israel, and the cattle of the Levites, instead of all the firstlings among the cattle of the children of Israel. The firstborn the firstborn
0: belonged to the Lord, but now is to be replaced by the Levitical priesthood. Now why were the Levites chosen For this role of replacing the firstborn and as a buffer between God the people of God and God's presence it's because of the golden calf incident how many remember that the Levites resisted the sin they fought the sinners and thus gained the right to their place to be used of God to preserve the nation of Israel's spiritual health. Shemot thirty-two fifteen through 28 says this.
1: And Moses turned and went down from the mount and the two tables of the testimony were in his hand. The tables were written on both their sides. On the one side and on the other were they written. And the tables were the work of God and the writing was the writing of God graven upon the tables. And when Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said unto Moses, There is a noise of war in the camp. And he said, It is not the voice of them that shout for mastery, neither is it the voice of them that cry for being overcome, but the noise of them that sing do I hear. And it came to pass, as soon as he came nigh unto the camp, that he saw the calf and the dancing, and Moses' anger waxed hot, and he cast the tables out of his hands and brake them beneath the mount. And he took the calf which they had made and burnt it in the fire, and ground it in powder, and strawed it upon the water, and made the children of Israel drink of it. And Moses said unto Aaron, What did this people unto thee, that thou hast brought so so great a sin upon them? And Aaron said, Let not the anger of my lord wax hot, thou knowest the people, that they are set on mischief. For they said unto me, Make us gods, which shall go before us. For as for this Moses The man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we want not what is become of him. And I said unto them, Whosoever hath any gold, let them break it off. So they gave it to me. Then I cast it into the fire, and there came out this calf. And when Moses saw that the people were naked, for Aaron had made them naked unto their shame among their enemies, then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together unto him. And he said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Put every man his sword by his side, and go in and and out from gate to gate throughout the camp, and slay every man his brother, and every man his companion, and every man his neighbor. And the children of Levi did according to the word of Moses. And there fell of the people that day about three thousand men.
0: Today, as Messianic Jews and believers, we are now a part of a chosen generation. 1 Peter 2, 9-10 says this.
1: But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. But we
0: did not earn the right to stand, as a buffer, as the Levites did. Instead, we've obtained the right through believing in the mercy of the redemptive blood that was shed of Yeshua. Now, over time, the sacrifices disappeared. In 70 AD, when the temple in Jerusalem, Yerushalayim, was destroyed by the Romans. It is at this point that the Levitical priesthood has nothing to do. In the physical realm realized that in the spiritual realm they also had nothing to do after Yeshua was crucified after he was buried and after he was resurrected for the temple atonement sacrifices were no longer accepted by God and it's recorded in rabbinic Talmud in in a uh, in secret, in sort of a a, a massed writing The destruction of the temple led to the written rabbinic Talmud and formalized rabbinic Judaism, which was carried forth by the Pharisees, which is the root of orthodox Judaism today. Since the Levitical priesthood, the Sadducees, which controlled the temple, disappeared. A replacement of the Levitical priesthood was of necessity in rabbinical Judaism, where it was then taught in shuls, which are schools. But as Messianic believers in Yeshua, we know that God had provided another way. His plan for the replacement of the Levitical priesthood had to occur without the ability any longer to perform the physical sacrifices which it was designed for as we transitioned into the spiritual realm of living a life in the presence of God. Hebrews eight ten through 11, verse 13, and then chapter 9, verse 1 and 8 through 10 says the following.
1: For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I'll put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts, and I'll be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For all shall know me, from the least to the greatest. And that he saith a new covenant, he hath made the first old. Now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away. Then verily the first covenant had also ordinances of divine service, and a worldly sanctuary. The Holy Ghost is signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest, while as the first tabernacle was yet standing, which was a figure for the time then present in in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscience, which stood only in meats and drinks and divers washings and carnal ordinances imposed on them until the time of reformation. A change by necessity. A change not because of law but
0: because of a change in the priesthood Hebrews 7 11 and 12
1: says this if therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood for under it the people received the law what further need was there that another priest should rise after the order of Melchizedek and not be called after the order of Aaron for the priesthood being changed there is made of necessity a change also of the law so instruction changes when
0: the, when the instructor had to change. Now, instruction was to, was instituted because it was imperfect. Why was it imperfect? Hebrews seven thirteen through 16 says this.
1: For he of whom these things are spoken pertaineth to another tribe, of which no man gave attendance at the altar. For it is evident that our Lord sprang out of Judah, of which tribe Moses spake nothing concerning priesthood. And it is yet far more evident For that after the similitude of Melchizedek there ariseth another priest who is made not after the law of a carnal commandment but after the power of an endless life this demonstrated the change from physical realm to a spiritual
0: realm requiring new instructions for a new priesthood the book of Hebrews is very important in explaining the replacement of the Levitical priesthood for example in Hebrews chapter 3 we hear the discussion of how Yeshua is superior to Moshe. And then in chapter 5 of the book of Hebrews, we see where Mashiach ben Yosef, Yeshua is the
1: high priest who was over Aharon. Hebrews 5, 5 through 6 says this. So also Christ glorified, not himself to be made in high priest, but he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today have I begotten thee as he saith also in another place, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And Tehillim Psalm 110 verse four says this, the Lord hath sworn and will not repent, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And finally, another order, Melchizedek, Hebrews
0: seven, one through three says this,
1: for this Melchizedek king of Salem, priest of the most high God who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being by interpretation king of righteousness, and after that also king of Salem, which is king of peace, without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God, abideth a priest continually. Melchizedek, he was a real physical man and
0: not Yeshua incarnate. As some Christian teachers teach but rather he is Melchizedek is a type and shadow of Yeshua that was to come now at this proof of Yeshua over the high priest we see the role in Scripture how this there's a proof that Yeshua was superior to the high priest of the Levitical priesthood Vayikra Leviticus 21 and 10 says this.
1: And he that is the high priest among his brethren, upon whose head the anointing oil is poured, and that is consecrated to put on the garments, shall not uncover his head, nor rend his clothes.
0: Now I shared this uh, a couple of weeks ago when I, when I was teaching um, and went into more detail on this. But let's look at Matthew 26, 62 through 68, which uh, reflects what we read in Vayikra 21 and what actually occurs in Matthew 26, 62 through 68, demonstrating that Yeshua has, has more authority and is
1: over the Levitical priest. And the high priest arose and said unto him, Answerest thou nothing? What is it which these witness against thee? But Jesus held his peace, and the high priest answered and said unto him, I adjure thee by the living God, that thou tell us whether thou be the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus saith unto him, Thou hast said, Nevertheless, I say unto you, Hereafter shall ye see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power, and coming in the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest rent his clothes, saying, He hath spoken blasphemy. What further need have we of witnesses? Behold, now ye have heard his blasphemy. What think ye? They answered and said, He is guilty of death. Then did they spit in his face and buffeted him. And others smote him with the palms of their hands, saying, Prophesy unto us, thou Christ. Who is he that smote thee? He was the high priest
0: in physical, but he was standing in front of the real high priest, Yeshua HaMashiach. Now if the Levitical priesthood is gone for now, with no need for Levitical servants to serve a temple, we now are the acceptable priesthood who have access to the holy things of God through Yeshua whose kingdom is not of this world in physical but whose kingdom is spiritual at the moment, at this moment until he changes it. Hebrews 8, 1 through 5 and Hebrews 9 verses 23 through 24 says this.
1: Now of the things which we have spoken, this is the sum. We have such an high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched and not man. For every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices. Wherefore it is of necessity that this man have somewhat also to offer. For if he were on earth, he should not be a priest. Seeing that there are priests that offer gifts according to the law, Who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things, as Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle. For see, saith he, that thou makest make all things according to the pattern showed to thee in the mount. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands which are the figures of the true but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us no longer are we servants
0: no longer does yeshua need servants because he uses his friends with the ruach hakodesh the holy spirit indwelling to do his bidding throughout the world through spiritual gifted Manifestations. John fifteen, fourteen through fifteen says this.
1: Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you, henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my father I have made known unto you. And we have access that is no longer limited. Hebrews four sixteen says this. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Also today we are encamped
0: in and around his presence and are to be looked at as a light to be distinguished between the holy and the profane or the
1: common of this world. 2 Corinthians six seventeen 17-18 says this, Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. And will be a father unto you and ye shall be my sons and daughters saith the Lord Almighty remember those who belong to Yeshua as
0: our high priest stand as a buffer between God's the world so hold on and hold your ground in these end days and don't be of this world make a distinction between the holy and the profane as a royal priesthood and remember you are to maintain your spiritual health through reading his word and to emphasize the value of faith and obedience to Yeshua through the Ruach HaKodesh. Now tonight is era of Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks, the Feast of Pentecost. On the second day of Shavuot, it is a Jewish custom to read the book of Ruth. Since Ruth, the Moabitess, who married Boaz, and who were King David's great-grandparents, Ruth was a convert to Judaism with her whole mind and spirit. This Feast of Shavuot is also the day that we celebrate the giving of the Torah on Harsinai, Mount Sinai, some 3,300 years ago. Why? Because we were there. Then, through our ancestry, and it is this feast that we recommit to observe the Torah. So as we read the Ten Commandments tonight, I encourage you to prepare to recommit your allegiance to his word and seek his presence with your whole heart and spirit and mind, which we will do this evening through praise and worship. Now tonight is not for everyone. Only the willing are to come with willing hearts to give thanks through praise and worship. This is a coronation time. This is a memorial feast, Shavuot, the outpouring of the Ruach HaKodesh. I'll share a story with you that that Ribesina and I were talking about that she was sharing with me this morning. I don't know how many of you light the Shabbat candles, but we do. Um, as our custom in our family, we do this. And as we do this, um, Ribbettine Yvonne found some new um, Shabbat, uh, Shabbat holders, candle holders. And it says uh, Shabbat Kodesh on it, which means the Holy Shabbat. And these are very old. She found them in, in one of the one of her little, one of her little travels, one of her travels around um, looking at reclaiming things that have been given away. So uh, she was using them last night, and, and we had some Shabbat candles, which were three-hour Shabbat candles. So uh, she put them on early last night because there was something going on, so she put them on. And um, she told me this morning that around 12.30 last, this morning, she heard crackling. We, we had moved them because they had not burned out and we had moved them into our bedroom. So she heard crackling. So um, I hope I'm getting this story right. So I, yeah, yeah, so they were lit at 7.30. So three hour candles, 7.30, it's 12.30. Five hours later, she hears this crackling. She wakes up, she sees them burning five hours later. She gets up and walks over. She looks inside the candle, inside the, the holder, the candle holder. Guess what she sees? She sees a flame inside the candle where the candle had burned down, but the flame is encircling. It's it's like a it's like a tornado, it's encircling as she's burning. And and then it, it went away, but then it came back and it encircled and then it went away. And then the second candle did the same thing. Encircled with a flame and went out. What's exciting about that is is that on Shavuot The Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, was poured upon those. It's recorded in the book of Acts. We'll read about it tonight. But tongues of fire appeared upon those that were there. What's exciting to us is is that we get a preview of what I believe many will experience for those that are willing. We don't want you coming if you're not willing to come. We don't want you here. Because this is a time for those that are willing to experience God's presence through the praise and worship that we will conduct. I also saw, uh, I also saw a video uh, that um, it was in Israel. And in Israel, they observe this time and they throw water on everyone and they are getting wet and everyone's getting all doused. And I saw all these kids in, in around about it. And what came to me in the spirit was this, and I'll share with you. Nothing will quench the fire of the haish of God through his Ruach HaKodesh. You can throw all the water you want on it, but it will not cause the spark to go, the flame to go, of what God lit 2,000 years ago through the outpouring of his Ruach HaKodesh. Remember that. Just remember that. And remember this. As we prepare for tonight, God's Spirit, God's Spirit dwells only where there are people who will benefit from His presence. Think about that. He comes, this is His holiday. This is what He's put together, and He comes to be with those who desire His presence. So come wanting, come expecting and come willingly. Amen. It is the duty to praise the master of all, to ascribe greatness to the author of creation, for he's made us unlike the nations of the lands, has not placed us like the families of the earth. He's not made our portion like theirs and our lot like the multitude's. And we bend the knee and bow and acknowledge our thanks before the king over kings. The holy one blessed be he. He stretches out heaven and establishes earth's foundation. And the seat of his glory is in the heavens above and the presence of his powers in the most exalted heights. He is our God, there is none other. True is our king, there is nothing beside him as it is written in his Torah. And you shall know this day and take to your heart that the Lord, he is God, in the heavens above and on the earth below, there is none other. Now, because this is our our time of praise and worship this evening, and we'll be getting into extensive intercorp worship, uh, we will not be having the intercorp worship right now. So... What I will do is is we will we will move on into the 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 end, which uh, which I traditionally do, which says that remember the blessings that come forth from the throne of God are what? Another what? As we say together, you have a record.
1: We're going to begin at 7 p.m. So if you can start arriving, uh, 6.30, 6.50, uh, so we can begin uh, ar- around 7 o'clock. Um, and then also uh, for Oneg, uh, there's going to be no servers for Oneg, so